What is going on, everybody? My name is Eric, and you are listening to another exciting episode of the Unlockables podcast. The story of video games, the people who played them, and the memories made along the way. I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in, spending a little bit of your valuable time with us each and every week. Maybe it's your first week, maybe it's your 10th week. This is the 10th official episode of the Unlockables podcast since we decided to start doing this way back in February, 10 episodes already. Again, episode zero is the primer, so we're not officially counting it towards the episode count. But as always, for 10 episodes, wherever and whenever in time and space you might be located, we always appreciate you spending just a little bit of your time with us each and every week just to check in and see how we're doing and to hear stories about video games. First and foremost, I just want to give a big shout out as we do every week to except for when we have guests then we don't shout out, but a big shout out each and every week to our good friends over at Hyper Potions for providing the music for the intro Time Trials Plus from Sonic Mania. It's an incredible song, uh, relatively easy to use all the music from Hyper Potions in your creative output. They are very supportive of that. Just shoot them over an email and make sure you link all the, the song and attribute to them in the description of your show notes, whatever you're doing, shout them out. Uh, go buy the song, support them in any way you can possible. And they are very open to letting you use their music for these incredible creative endeavors like the Unlockables podcast, like my show you hear each and every week. Uh, so reach out to them if you want some awesome music or just go to their YouTube page and listen. It's absolutely incredible each and every single week. Now, let's get into today's topic. Riding solo again this week. There won't be any crazy insane kingdom hearts monologue this week because we're going to take a little bit of a break from that as i discussed on that earlier show we're going to be doing guiding keys the story of kingdom hearts a lot of that stuff will be coming don't worry if if you're if you're yearning for more kingdom hearts content there's a lot of it coming there's a lot of insanity to be had so fear not more of that will be coming i needed something to fill this week because those of you who listen to the show know I took last week off because adulting really hit me full force. We ripped up all the carpet upstairs in our house and we decided to put floors in and we spent two days, 14 hours each day just going hard on the floors, trying to get as much of the upstairs done as possible. And we got a decent chunk of it done. Most of it is finished, but I really wanted to get an episode out this week. I just didn't have any guest plans. So I tried to think of something fun that we could do together and what is more fun than making tier lists of things? Now, uh, earlier last week, I put out a poll on Twitter and this week, but it's in the future. Ooh. And I asked what the best Gen 1 starter is between Charmander, Squirtle and Bulbasaur. Obviously, if you've listened to the show, you know, my bias is towards my boy Squirtle. Ride or die since day one. Always, always never, ever give it to anybody else except him. He's the first, he's the always. But I thought it would be fun, uh, and I wanted to look into it, uh, just kind of reflecting back on that first generation of, of iconic Pokemon. And so what we're going to do is live on the air, we're going to sort the original 151 Pokemon into a tier list. Everybody's favorite thing to do, a tier list. And this should be fun. We're going to go over each and every one and sort them into categories, uh, starting with S tier, which are the best, and then A, B, C, D, and F. Skipping E because everyone seems to skip E, even the schools as a letter grade. I don't really know why that happens. So we're going to be starting off with number one Bulbasaur, going all the way to number 151 in Mew. This might ruffle some feathers because I've got a, a couple of interesting opinions on, on some of the Gen 1 Pokemon. I love a lot of them. A lot of them to my, this day are some of my favorite in the entire franchise. 
Uh, a lot of other beloved ones I don't really have much love for. I think they're kind of uh, not stupid because it's not stupid, but I feel like they're kind of kind of overrated. So uh, with that being said, I think we should dive into it. I have my handy dandy tier list maker on uh, tiermaker.com. And if you haven't gone there and you want to make tier lists, they have tier lists for just about everything I can possibly imagine. I saw one on the front page that was like the breakfast food tier list, which is just insane. Also hilarious, which that might be an interesting topic one day to pull out once <laughs> if we ever run out of content for the show. But we'll have to see uh, what other tier lists might show up in the future. If this episode does well, maybe we'll do all of the Pokemon from all the generations in the tier lists uh, just to kind of see where they stack up against each other. I saw one tier list that has like all nine generations, which would take hours to go through. But we're not going to do that. We're just going to go through the original first generation one. And uh, if you'll have to excuse me because there's a couple things going on. One, my podcast room, my gaming room where I normally record my podcasts is under construction because of the floors. So I'm in a different room down in my basement. Uh, so if the acoustics sound different, if the audio sounds different for the next couple of weeks, I apologize in advance. We'll be working to getting the, the gaming room back to full working order as soon as we possibly can and returning the show to the top audio quality that you've come to expect from it uh so if it sounds different you know just let me know bear with me and i'm i'm a little frazzled here as well because i'm not in my normal podcast space i'm literally in a room in my basement i have an end table set up with a laptop on it i have a uh like a lunch tray table set up to my side with my microphone on it and a 30 pound weight weighing it down so it doesn't fall over so it's it's a very <laughs> interesting setup and i'll i'll tweet a picture out of it after I finish recording of the setup here. So without further ado, let's dive in to the Pokemon Generation 1 tier list rankings. Pokedex Pokemon number one first in generation one. It is the grass type starter Bulbasaur. Uh, I, I don't really have a soft spot in my heart for Bulbasaur. I think that uh, of the three starters, he's probably my least favorite. I don't normally like the grass type starters unless it's uh, Trico. I have a big soft spot in my heart for Trico and for uh, what is the the bird owl one? I can't remember. I'm blanking because I've just been looking at tier one or generation one pokemon uh we're gonna go ahead and put bulbasaur in the b tier he's still an iconic pokemon he's just not my favorite starter next up is his mid form ivysaur i will say this about ivysaur ivysaur is one of my more favorite middle evolutions in like a three tier evolution most of the middle evolutions are kind of weird and forgettable uh, i think ivysaur's design is more iconic than bulbasaur's i like it a lot so uh ivysaur 2 will be going into the b tier uh, next up, we have Venusaur, the final evolution of Bulbasaur. Uh, Venusaur is weird. He's just kind of a big, chunky green boy with a tree growing out of him. I don't 
really have a soft spot for him or the design. So uh, Venusaur will be going right in the middle into the C tier there. Uh, next we get to Charmander. Charmander is iconic Fire Lizard Pokemon, probably one of the most popular starters of all the generations put together. Uh, very iconic. So you got to put Charmander, put some respect on his name, right? And he's going to go solidly into the A tier. No questions there. Uh, Charmeleon. Again, the middle evolutions are weird. I don't, they're just kind of so, you don't really, they're not memorable, at least in my opinion. Charmeleon really isn't either. I guess he's more memorable in the anime because when he makes the jump from Charmander to Charmeleon, he's just kind of a dick to Ash the whole time. And that doesn't really change when he turns into Charizard. So uh, I'm going to have to put Charmeleon in the C tier just because the middle evolutions just don't really do anything for me. Uh, next up, we have Charizard. I don't think I need to say anything about this. Charizard is probably to this date still 25 years later, one of the most iconic Pokemon ever created. He's almost, I would be willing to say he's probably almost as much of a mascot as Pikachu. His trading card, the original Charizard first edition from the first Pokemon trading card set is one of the most valuable cards of all time. Uh, so I would have to, uh, there's no question. I mean, I think Charizard has to go into the S tier despite the fact that he's not my favorite starter. Uh, there's just no denying that Charizard is, is one of the most memorable Pokemon, hands down. Next up, we come to my boy Squirtle. Ride or die every single day, every single time, till death. Squirtle, Squirtle Squad, you know it if you've seen the anime. Uh, Squirtle's going into the A tier. He's my favorite Gen 1 starter. He's one of my favorite starters of all time. On any given day, he's probably my favorite starter, hands down, no question. Wartortle. Again, weird middle evolution. Uh, his design is just kind of weird. He's got like a flowy tail and some wings on his head. Just a little bit bigger of a squirtle. Uh, he's going to go in the C tier. Not, I don't really like Wartortle. He's just the stepping stone to one of the more cooler Pokemon. My One of my like top six favorite Pokemon. I'll have him in my party every single chance I get, despite the fact that. And by the way, too, I'm not basing the rankings off of anything. It's just how much I like the Pokemon, whether or not whether they're like compite or competitively viable or anything like that. Uh, just how much I have a personal attachment to them and kind of my feelings about them. Uh, Blastoise, even though I like him more than Charizard, he's my favorite. He's still not as iconic as Charizard. So Blastoise has to go uh, into the A tier for sure. So that was just the starters there. So we had Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, as well as their evolutionary lines. Charizard, the only one in S tier so far. A tier hosting Charmander, Squirtle, and Blastoise. B tier hosting Bulbasaur and Ivysaur. And C tier hosting Venusaur, Charmeleon, and Wartortle. Now we get into some of the more common Pokemon of the Pokedex here. So first up, after the starter trios, it is... Caterpie. Uh, Caterpie's cool. I like his design. I think out of all of the bugs in Gen 1, he's one of my more favorites. So I think I'm going to put him in the C tier for sure. He's not great, but he's also not terrible. So C tier seems like a good spot for him. His evolved form Metapod. Ugh. I hate the cocoon Pokemon. Just the middle stage of any bug that evolves into something that flies is a cocoon. So Metapod going into the D tier. Uh, just you just want him to get to the next stage Butterfree, which is the next Pokemon up uh, so bad because it's just hard. And I mean, if you evolve him from Caterpie, he knows tackle and stuff, but 
Uh, and I'll probably refer to most of the Pokemon as he. I don't. That's just what I do. I'm not trying to be like anything about it. But uh, next Pokemon up is Butterfree. Butterfree is going in the B tier. I think of all of the bug Pokemon in Gen 1, he's one of the coolest. He gets uh, all of the powder moves and he can learn like confusion and some psychic type moves, which just makes him very cool. Next up, we have my boy Weedle. Uh, I fucking hate Weedle. He's so annoying. Weedle's in the F tier. Weedle's just <laughs> so annoying with Poison Sting. He's not very cool. His design doesn't really grab me. I think he's just a less cool Caterpie. Yeah, but he's in the he's in the F tier as well as so is his evolved form Kakuna. Kakuna's in the F tier. I'd put Metapod above Kakuna just because Metapod's design is a little bit cooler. I just think that Kakuna is just stupid and I hate him. And then uh, obviously the evolved form of Kakuna in Beedrill. Uh, Beedrill's going to go into the D tier. Uh, Beedrill's not nearly as iconic or cool as Butterfree. And his if we're looking at like things he can do in the game, he's not that great of a Pokemon. I just I don't like Beedrill. I think he doesn't really have a lot of use. I think he's just kind of <laughs> a B because they wanted a B Pokemon. But yeah, Beedrill D tier for sure. Next up, we have the common bird of Gen 1. We have Pidgey. I'm going to put Pidgey into C tier. Pidgey is just kind of a standard Pokemon. It's, it's a bird. I mean, uh, it, it looks like a common bird you'd find in real life. I don't have much more to say about that. Uh, now, as we move on through Pidgey's evolutionary line here, I, I, it does get a lot better. Pidgeotto, B tier. Very cool Pokemon. I like Pidgeotto a lot. I like his design. Uh, one of the first Pokemon that Ash catches in the anime and stays with Ash for a long time as a staple of his team. Uh, very, very cool. I think just as Pidgey evolves, he gets cooler and cooler. And then obviously uh, Pidgeot. Uh, we're going A tier for Pidgeot. I think the fully evolved form of Pidgey is just super cool with the, the flowing hair. Just it's a giant ass bird, it, it, especially in Gen 1. If you want to have a Pokemon that knows fly to get you around, I don't think you can do much better than Pidgeot. It's super fast. Super annoying. Uh, so yeah, Pidgeot will be in A tier. Uh, next up, we have Rattata. <sighs> I mean, I know it's Gen 1, and obviously in Generation 2, we have the my Rattata is in the 1% top tier of Rattata. Uh, this Rattata is not in the 1% top tier of Rattata at all. I, I'm putting Rattata... I guess I'll put him in D tier, just because... <sighs> I mean... Uh, I, I don't know, a D tier. It just, he just feels like a D tier. It doesn't quite feel like an F. I don't hate him as much as Weedle and Kakuna. Uh, same thing with Raticate. Raticate's in the D tier because Raticate's just awful. <laughs> I just hate, I've never once had Raticate my party. I've never once used them. Team Rocket has a shit ton of them for a reason. They're just awful Pokemon. The next two up I have maybe kind of have a personal vendetta against. Uh, Spearow is the next up. Spearow's just the less cool Pidgey. I haven't met anybody that has told me that they like Spearow or have wanted Spearow on their team. So uh, Spearow's got to go in the aft here. It's, it's just a less cool Pidgey. It's annoying. He They tried to kill Pikachu in the first episode of the anime. They got an attitude problem. Like, like get out of here. And then uh, Firo's joining Spearow in the aft here. Firo's just, I don't know. I don't like Firo at all. It's weird. It looks stupid. It's useless. I've never met anyone that would say they prefer Firo over Pidgeot. I just think that, yeah, I just, I just don't think that Firo is, is very good at all. Uh, next up, one of Team Rocket's staple, especially in the anime, we have uh, Ekans Snake Backwards. Uh, Ekans is cool. 
Uh, Ekans is go in the C tier. I mean, it's a giant purple snake. I mean, that that's what you're getting. It's <laughs> I think it's evolved form. Arbok is much cooler, uh, which is the next Pokemon on the list here. And Arbok will be going into the B tier. I think Arbok is a cool design. I like how it has the eyes on the hood. Uh, it's one of the most iconic Pokemon in the anime because it belongs to Jesse of Team Rocket. I think just the evolved form of Ekans is just a better design overall for sure. I feel like that about a lot of Pokemon. I think that the fully evolved forms that just have better, better designs for sure. Venusaur would obviously be the outlier there because both of his uh, first and second stage evolutions are ranked above him. So in certain cases, I do like the the earlier evolutions better, but most of the times I do prefer the later evolutions. All right, next up we get to, this is an obvious one, right? I mean, next up we get to Pikachu. And while Pikachu might not be that great statistically, he is the mascot of the franchise. You cannot deny this. Still to this day, 25 years later, they have not come up with a more iconic Pokemon than Pikachu. Uh, they, they haven't. Pikachu is the mascot for a billion dollar franchise. He easily stands besides Mario and Link as one of the most important mascots in gaming. So uh, for this reason alone, Pikachu has to go into the S tier. He's probably been the star of an anime longer than most anime characters have ever been stars. You just got to. I think he's an iconic character. I don't think there's any denying him that as much as you might hate Pikachu for the, the special treatment that he gets. He, he is more iconic than Charizard. He is one of the most recognizable things on the planet by far. His evolved form Raichu, I wouldn't say is as iconic. Uh, still very cool. Raichu is going to go into the A tier because that anime episode with Lieutenant Surge was, was super cool and a really awesome growth moment for both Ash and Pikachu. Raichu is always cool. I like to have a Raichu on my team. Whenever there's an opportunity to have a Raichu on my team, except for Ampharos, I like to have Raichu to cover my electricity needs. Definitely, for sure. Next up, we have Sandshrew. Sandshrew is cool. I've always liked Sandshrew. He has a really cool episode in the anime where Ash runs across a unsanctioned gym and a guy trains a Sandshrew and the Sandshrew has like 99 unbeaten wins uh, in a row and he's training him to like go on his own Pokemon journey. So Sandshrew is very cool. Uh, I put Sandshrew in the B tier. I like his design a lot. Typing is really good, too. And then uh, I think Sandslash as well. Sandslash is just as cool. Uh, I, I like both of their evolutions equally. So Sandslash will also go into the B tier. There's, there's no question about that for sure. Next, we get to the Nidoran male and Nidoran female lines of Pokemon here. I like the, both these evolutionary lines a lot. I think that uh, as far as the younger ones go, I think Nidoran female is probably going to be a solid C tier. Uh, Pretty unremarkable. The design is pretty basic. I, I, I like them. Uh, whenever I get the chance to, I like to have a, a Nidoran male or female in my party. Just kind of depends on, on the day that you catch me. Nidorina, the middle evolutions of the Nidoran lines, I don't like at all. I don't think they're very cool. They're just kind of weird and awkward. Uh, so Nidorina is going in the D tier. Uh, I just, yeah. Same thing with Nidorino. I'll put him in, in the D tier too just right now, right away. Uh, and same thing with Nidor and Male, he can go in the C tier. They're both equally, like I said, they're interchangeable. I'll use one or the other. Uh, however, their 
grown counterparts, uh, Nido Queen and Nido King. I, I like Nido Queen and Nido King a lot. I think they're both really awesome Pokemon. Gary has a Nido Queen in the anime, and if you listen to my episode with with Jared of Play Along, I tend to have the Gary Oak team just because I I like his team a lot. His team is uh, comprised of some of my favorite Pokemon, including Nido Queen. So Nido Queen, Nido King can go into A tier for sure. I think they're some of the cooler Pokemon from Gen One, hands down. Next up, we have Clefairy. Clefairy is cool. I they're pretty rare. You run into them to Mount Moon sometimes if you can get through the swarm of fucking Zubats that swarm you. I think that Clefairy is one of the more iconic, recognizable Pokemon. Maybe confused with Jigglypuff. So Clefairy can go into B tier pretty comfortably there. And then Clefable. I, I think Clefable's design is kind of weird. I don't like it as much as Clefairy's original design. So I think Clefable is probably going to fit comfortably right into C tier. I think that is a good spot for Clefable. I just it's got weird spiky things it becomes less pink i just maybe i just haven't had enough experience around clefable i don't normally catch clefairies i know that the last trainers in the game sometimes carry them but i think that just based on aesthetic and based on significance and episodes i think clefairy is definitely more recognizable for sure uh Volpix is up next. Volpix is a Firefox Pokemon that can be evolved using a Firestone. I like Volpix's design a lot. I like that in the anime, Volpix was on Brock's team, despite the fact that Brock was like a strictly a rock trainer. Uh, Brock did get some different Pokemon, such as Zubat and, and Volpix. Uh, so I think Volpix is definitely a B tier. It's one of the cooler Pokemon, I think. Uh, I'm much more fond of Volpix's fully evolved form Ninetales evolved using a Firestone. Uh, Ninetales is definitely A tier. Ninetales this is a very cool design. Very strong fire Pokemon. Not competitively. I don't know what the com- com- like competitive is. And then even when they get their Alolan designs, I think it's Alolan Vulpix and Alolan Ninetales. They get changed to ice. Uh, very cool flip there. Uh, Ninetales' design has always been been super cool. So there's, there's no denying that, taking that away from Ninetales. Next up, we have good old Jigglypuff, the Puff of Jigglies. Again, probably one of the more iconic Pokemon. Iconic enough that it was included in Super Smash Brothers, right? The original Super Smash Brothers as as one of the eight characters, 10 characters, 12 characters, however many there were in the original Smash Bros. A limited roster, and they decided to put in Jigglypuff. So that's interesting. I think Jigglypuff can go for me into the B tier. I like Jigglypuff. I don't have anything against it. I just think it's not one of my personal favorites. And I, I sometimes pick based on my personal preferences. I sometimes pick based on like some Pokemon have a status that I can't be denied in pop culture, such as Pikachu and Charizard. I prefer Blastoise over both of those Pokemon. But Pikachu and Charizard are just are just next level i mean you can't deny them that at all uh but jigglypuff for me is is definitely a b tier uh, wigglytuff i fucking hate wigglytuff wigglytuff is weird <laughs> it, it just looks strange it's like a potato with a white belly and arms it, it i don't know it's something about wigglytuff i've just never liked i don't think i've ever used wigglytuff except maybe in pokemon unite like one time wigglytuff is is awful I'm not a fan. It's it's going in D tier. It's just 
yeah, sorry, Wigglytuff. You get to you're not as good as Jigglypuff. Let let's just establish that right now. Next up is good old Zubat. <laughs> I like Zubat's design, but god damn, they have such a reputation for just being annoying. That first that cave area you experience in Mount Moon is just like a Zubat orgy. There's just so many of them. Every five steps you take, there's just Zubats showing up with the occasional Geodude and rarely Clefairy thrown in. Uh, Zubat's aft here. Like, it's just too annoying to be anything else. Like, get the fuck out of here, Zubat. Nobody likes you. It's, yeah, it's just, bye. Get out of here. We don't, nobody needs you here. Like, please, just do us all a favor and go. Golbat. Not much better. Seen less frequently, but Golbat's design is just like a mouth with wings and a leg. Very strange, very terrifying. Uh, Golbat's in D tier, I think. It's just, it's stupid. I don't like it at all. Oddish. Oddish is fine, I guess. I used to use Vileplume a lot in my party to get my grass needs covered because I was always picking Squirtle, so I didn't really have any of my grass needs covered. So uh, I'll put Oddish in C tier. I think Oddish is a, is a fine Pokemon. I don't have anything against it. It's just I don't go out of my way to, to seek it out. But it's common enough that you don't really have to. Uh, Gloom. Man, Gloom is weird. It's It smells bad. I just remember an episode from the anime where they're at the grass gym and there's a Gloom and it like catches fire. And Ash runs in to save the Gloom and it almost kills him because it smells so bad. Uh, Gloom is in D tier. Like... <laughs> It's just, it's drooling. It just looks like it's it has no idea what's going on. And then the evolved form Vileplume. I like Vileplume. I think Vileplume's design is very cool. I use Vileplume a lot in Gen 1 to cover my grass needs. So I think Vileplume can go right into the B tier. I don't think it's quite as iconic as any of the A tier Pokemon, but I think it's just as as good. I definitely like its design more than Venusaur and Clefable and some of the others down in C tier for sure. Uh, next up is Paris. Paris is, I don't know. I never really liked Paris. It's okay. It's, it's fine. And just so I can like put out a disclaimer, right? If I say I don't like something, all of the generation one Pokemon designs are iconic. I think they're the best design of any of the generations just because they feel the most, the least forced i guess like the, it was still when the franchise was fresh and they had new ideas uh, not that some of the older generation pokemon aren't cool i some of the older generation pokemon are some of my favorite to this day i just think that the original gen one are are probably the freshest design that being said paris is going in d tier because it's just not memorable i'd never use it i've never once had a paris in my party ever uh is paris in Pokemon Unite, it might be. Maybe I'm confusing it with Crustle. I don't know. But, uh, and as well as its counterpart, uh, Parasect, it also going into D tier, I don't really have any kind of love for either of these Pokemon. They're, 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 they're fine for what they are, but I just, more often than not, just kill them when I come across them. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> Next up, we have Venonat. Venonat is a cool Pokemon. I've used Venonat in my party before to kind of cover if I need have any bug psychic needs. I would say as far as utility goes, Venonat and its counterpart Venomoth probably have more utility than Butterfree. I'm sure my competitive Pokemon bros can 
uh, you know, correct me on that if I'm wrong. Uh, Venonat will go, I think, is uh, C tier is a fine spot for Venonat with, with that. And then Venomoth, I like Venomoth a little more. I've used Venomoth in my party to cover some of my weaknesses. Venomoth can definitely go into B tier. I think Venomoth is a great Pokemon. Next up, we have Mr. Diglett. Uh, I don't know what the consensus is here. I personally like Diglett. I think Diglett's a very cool Pokemon. I just what is underneath in the ground there? Nobody knows. It could be a it could just be like the head of a giant body. It could be something more disgusting or sinister. Who knows? Uh, I think Diglett's a cool Pokemon though. I've used Diglett and Dugtrio in my parties before. Cover ground weaknesses, and Diglett is hella fast. If I remember correctly, it's one of the fastest Pokemon in the game. Uh, Diglett can go into B, and I'm thinking I'm gonna put Dugtrio in B alongside Diglett. I think they're I think they're good Pokemon. I like them more than I like some of the others for sure. Meowth. Meowth is an iconic Pokemon. I would definitely agree. It, it's one of the most recognizable Pokemon because it's in literally probably every episode alongside Team Rocket. I just don't really have any outside of Meowth's gimmick in the game. I don't really have any attachment or in the anime. I don't really have any attachment to Meowth in any other way. So I think Meowth can probably go into into C tier. I think that's an appropriate place for Meowth. Persian, Persian's just very plain. It's essentially like a Siamese cat. I, I it was one of Giovanni's Pokemon. I don't know if I ever really saw any action, but he was always petting it like a, uh, you know, Doctor is that Claw, Doctor Claw, and Inspector Gadget, or Doctor Evil, one of those two. Uh, Persian's in D tier. I prefer Meowth more. Persian's just a very kind of plain looking Pokemon. Nothing really going for it there. Psyduck. Psyduck's cool. I like Psyduck's gimmick that it always has a headache. And then once it's headache, it comes to overwhelming. It can use psychic powers. I think that's very cool. That was kind of a plot point uh, of Misty Psyduck during the anime. So I think Psyduck can go into D tier. I'm, I'm fine putting him there. I, I'm not super attached to him. I've used Psyduck in parties before. Uh, sometimes when I do a, a route with Charizard, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a Psyduck and it's evolved form Golduck, which is going to go into B. Golduck's a cool Pokemon. I like Golduck's design a lot. It's water combined with psychic moves. I find that to be a very useful type combination for whatever reason. I think it covers a wide base of, of, of things that you can deal with, especially when you come up with things that are grass poison. You can kind of deal with them better than just a straight up water type, even though you're still at a disadvantage. Next up is Mankey. Mankey's cool. I like Mankey. Mankey has a really iconic episode in the anime where he steals Ash's hat, then it evolves into a primate and tries to kill them all. Uh, Mankey can go into C tier, I think. It's a pretty unremarkable. I like its evolved form better, Primate. Primate can go into B tier for sure. I think he has a very cool episode in the anime where Ash catches him. He has a, another very cool episode where Ash enters him in a, a, like a fighting competition, like in, in a boxing ring. And I think that's that's very cool. And that's a great episode to see the character growth between those two there. Primate's a great Pokemon. I've used Primate as a fighting type before, even though I haven't until recently really appreciated how good fighting types are. Next up, this might make a lot of people mad because I'm playing a little bit of favorite personal bias here. 
Next up, we have two of my favorite Pokemon, probably of all time. Uh, one of one of which I consistently say on a daily basis is my favorite Pokemon of all time. Uh, first off, we have Growlithe. Growlithe is a tier. There's there's just no denying that he he's a good old doggo boy. Growlithe serves on the police force in the anime. He's an excellent fire type. If you're not if you didn't take Charizard, I think between him and Vulpix, uh, it could be kind of a toss up. I I would take Growlithe in in his evolved form Arcanine over. Vulpix and Ninetales any day, but I think you'd be just fine going either way for sure. And then obviously Arcanine. I can't say enough about Arcanine. I love him so much from the moment I saw him in the anime. Again, another Gary Oak staple. I think Arcanine is is one of the coolest Pokemon. Uh, I just he's a big old doggo boy that you can ride. So I mean Arcanine's going into S tier. There's there's just no question there. Arcanine to me is as important to me as Pikachu and and Charizard. I think that. Uh, he he's more important to me than Blastoise. I, I love Arcanine so much. Uh, they're just yeah. Um, I have for my thirtieth birthday, my sister commissioned a, a a work of art for me and my my wife, where it's the two of us on an evening stroll with our dogs Milo and Sora, and the the artist that she commissioned it with draws Pokemon and. He drew our favorite Pokemon walking with us, hers being Ampharos and mine being Arcanine. So he just means means a lot to me as as much as a Pokemon can. Next up, we have the Poly family, Poly, Wag, Poly, Whirl, Polyrath. I like all these Pokemon. I don't have any problems with them. I think all their designs are equally good, they, they, even though they, they don't change much. I mean, they just get arms, kind of get taller. Uh, I'd be fine putting the entire Poly family uh, into B tier, I think all of the polys are are very good. I, I've even used Polyrath in my party a, a couple of times. Uh, he's a very good Pokemon. I, I remember him mostly from, I think it was the Cinnabar, not Cinnabar. Um, there's in one of the island gyms in Gen Two that the, the which is the fighting gym, I believe, has a Polyrath, and his I think it was Chuck. And his Polyrath was a monster with that dynamic punch. It, it was one of the true checks in Gen 2, in my opinion, along with Whitney's Mill Tank. So, uh, yeah, the, the Polys can all go and be. I don't, I don't have any problem with them. All right, now we get to Abra. I have a love-hate relationship with Abra because Abra is precedes that is the preceding evolution to some of my favorite Pokemon. But he's such a pain in the butt. Like literally when you encounter him, you have one chance to catch him and then he just runs. So, I mean, Abra to me has got to be. He's got to be in the D tier. Abra's just just bad. I mean, I, I just I hate the way that he's just so annoying to catch. And he just teleports right away. Uh, that being said, his evolve form Kadabra definitely in B tier. Kadabra's design is very cool. The whole thing with the spoon and the telekinesis and all that. Uh, Kadabra. And Abra gets some really, really cool episodes in the anime with uh, Ash trying to defeat Sabrina to win win the Marsh Badge. And, and that always kind of stuck with me, how, how cool Kadabra was. And then, obviously, we have the fully evolved form, which we, we don't see in that episode, but we see later. Uh, I believe Gary has one. In the game, he does. I'm not sure in the anime. But uh, again, the Gary Oak Pokemon, for whatever reason, ranking very high with me. Uh, Alakazam is definitely A tier. He's one of the coolest. I believe he's the Pokemon with the highest speed stat 
And then in later generations, he only gets more ridiculous with his mega evolutions and stuff like that. Uh, he gets two spoons, and this Pokedex entry says he has an IQ of 5,000, which I can't even imagine that because I think like the highest ever recorded human IQ is like 140 something or 150 is like like a considered a genius. So yeah. After that, we have the fighting trio of Machop, Machoke, and Machamp. I don't have any problem with these. I think, I mean, Machop's kind of design is kind of boring. I don't go out of my way to get Machop most of the time. So I think Machop can be in C tier. Uh, same thing with Machoke. I think Machoke also belongs in C tier. I tended to stray away from these because, uh, and this, this should be a problem that affected my ranking up Alakazam because you have to trade Machoke to evolve to Machamp and you have to trade Kadabra to evolve to Alakazam. That used to be the way you have to do it. And you used to have a link cable and I can just, I never, I mean, my, my, my friends and I did play together, but if you, if you didn't have your friends around, you were, you were pretty much out of luck. So, uh, I, and I, then I think Machamp, I think Machamp is definitely B tier. Machamp is one of the more iconic Pokemon, I think. When I got into the trading cards and I got a starter deck, it was, I very clearly remember it had a Machamp holographic card and that was one of the first rare cards I ever had was that Machamp holographic card. I'm pretty sure it's probably not considered rare because he was the holographic in that starter deck. And who knows how many of those freaking starter decks they sold once, you know, Pokemon took off in popularity and they started selling the cards. Next up, we have Bellsprout. Mm, Bellsprout, I think, belongs. I fucking hate Bellsprout. Uh, Bellsprout belongs in F tier. I just remember. <laughs> In, in Gen 2, they have the Bellsprout Tower where all the, the monks that live there have Bellsprouts. Very weird. I, I don't know. Bellsprout has kind of a cool episode in the anime where Ash is in the Pokemon League and it's round four. And I think he's he's fighting some, some girl and she sends out a Bellsprout. And Bellsprout absolutely demolishes Bulbasaur. Just just goes full kung fu on it. it it's one of the funniest things. Uh, that's, that's a great episode because Muck comes into, into play later there. Uh, I think Weeping Bell. Uh, Weeping Bell looks like a questionable. I won't say it, but you probably already know. Uh, Weeping Bell is in D tier. His design is just too weird. Uh, he makes me uncomfortable looking at him. Uh, I much prefer Victory Bell. I think Victory Bell's design is much better. So I think Victory Bell definitely belongs in B tier. I think his design is much cooler. Uh, he's kind of on the same level as Machamp with me, so that's why I justify putting him in B. Next up, we have who I have dubbed the Zubat of the Ocean. It is Tentacool. And man, Tentacool is just irritating. I've never found Tentacool to be all that useful, mostly because I guess I pick a water starter. And I just, I think there are so much better, cooler water options, especially when you get to like, you know, Golduck, Poliwhirl, Poliwrath. I, I don't know why you'd ever go with tentacool over some of the water pokemon that have more potential tentacles f i i hate tentacool tentacruel his evolved form i i mean again it doesn't really do anything for me i'll rank him a little bit higher in in d tier tentacool and tentacruel have a cool episode in the anime where like a tentacool attacks a seaside town when ash misty and brock are like all on vacation i seem to remember it was after they got off the saint anne and fought the gyarados and all that all that crazy stuff so, but yeah, Tentacool, Tentacruel, never really thought highly of them. I don't think I've ever once had them or used them in my party. So 
uh, I mean, I like, I like their designs. I like I like most of the designs of all like Gen One Pokemon. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up, let's play a drinking game. Every time I say next up, because I'm pretty sure I said it like a million million times this episode. Uh, next up, we have Geodude. Geodude is, I mean, he's kind of cool. He's a rock with arms that floats, but like Geodude is just almost as annoying as Zubat in the amount of times that they show up and that rock ground typing, especially against water, is just awful. Uh, Geodude's going to go in D. Graveler, his evolved form, will go in C because Graveler's slightly better, but again, Gravelers are irritating because they have this really bad habit of just exploding anytime that they get low health, they'll just self-destruct and take out half your health. So I think that's, yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Next up, we have Golem. Golem's going to go into the B tier. I think Golem is, is a much improved version of Graveler. I, I liked Golem a lot when I was younger. I've kind of cooled on his design. And, and same thing with Machamp and Alakazam. I just, I never really had access to a Golem that much ever because you had to trade to evolve. And I had friends to trade with, but I just we just never did that. Now we're on to Ponyta. Ponyta's cool. I like Ponyta. He's he's a cool Pokemon. He has a really iconic episode in the anime where Ash races like a a cross land race on him, and this crazy stuff happens. Falls into Rapidash. So I uh, I would be comfortable putting Ponyta in the B tier. And I think I'd be comfortable putting Rapidash there alongside him. Uh, I like both their designs a lot. I don't have any problems with them in particular. So, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Slowpoke. Slowpoke is... I don't know, any given day. I, I like Slowpoke. He's, he's kind of derpy. Uh, he's not my favorite, but I don't necessarily hate him. So I think, I think B is probably a good, a good place for him. Uh, I I like Slowbro a lot. I think Slowpoke's evolved form of Slowbro is, is very cool. Water and again Psychic. I think it's definitely one of my more favorite Pokemon. I've grown to like Slowbro more and more over the years as as they've passed. I I think I might be so bold in saying that Slowbro is an A tier. Yeah, I think Slowbro is definitely an A tier. I I like Slowbro a lot. Uh, Lorelei has one that's very you know, elite four member. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with putting him in a tier for sure. Next up, we have Magnemite. I like Magnemite's design a lot. I think the concept of Magnemite is very cool. I think Magnemite belongs in B tier as well. And the evolved form Magneton is also very cool. I think Magneton is more iconic than it's pre-evolved form so i think magneton definitely can go into a tier for sure one of my favorite design pokemon the concept of having like a living magnet thing is super cool and magnemite was also uh one of my back in the old days of call of duty you used to be able to like make your player icons or whatever so i made it i had a magnemite that i made because i was really bad at making player icons and i didn't want to make like a 420 weed bong icon or like a penis icon which is what everybody seemed to do back then so so i made a magnemite Farfetch'd, Farfetch'd is cool. His his concept is cool. He carries a leak. Uh, definitely one of the cooler bird Pokemon. It's definitely definitely above Spearow. So I think Farfetch'd has a nice home in C tier. Not super remarkable. He doesn't have an evolved form until he gets a Galarian Farfetch'd who gets like a shield and like a spear. 
So I, I think Farfetch is just fine in C tier. Next we have Doduo. Doduo is like, just, I mean, it's a bird that has two heads. It, it doesn't really do anything for me. <laughs> two heads doesn't really do anything for me is a dirty statement. But yeah, I think Doduo can can go right alongside Farfetch in, in C. I think Dodrio's design is a little bit cooler. I think that Dodrio is more iconic because he has that episode alongside Ponyta where they race. So yeah, I'm going to have to put uh, Dodrio in B tier uh, above its pre-evolved counterpart. Seal. Seal is up next. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm not really crazy about Seal. I think Seal is a D tier. I don't think it's as memorable or as useful as some of the other Pokemon. I just don't think it is. I, I think you get Seal because you want Dugong. And I do think of Dugong a lot higher. Dugong's going in B for sure. That's that's a good spot. It's not quite A tier, even though I, I like it a lot. But yeah, it's not, not quite A tier. Uh, next up, we have Grimer. I think Grimer is... An interesting Pokemon, it's essentially just a pile of sludge. I think you can safely put Grimer, like, right in the D, not, not D. I think Grimer is a C tier. It, it's just, it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't think I've ever had a Grimer in my party. I just don't think I have. Muck, I, I think Muck goes in C as well. I just, I never really had a soft spot for either Grimer or Muck. I remember Muckmore from the anime as a Pokemon that Ash caught and used like a single time. Uh, I also remember Muck because one of the uh, glitches in Generation 1 was the missing no glitch. And so the way that glitch worked is you talk to the old man, uh, then you'd fly to Cinnabar Island, you'd surf on the coast, and then missing no glitch was supposed to appear. And it would duplicate the items in your inventory so you'd have infinite items, infinite Master Balls, infinite Rare Candies, however, whatever you wanted to do. Uh, sometimes the missing no wouldn't show up. Sometimes for me, uh, like a level 245 muck would show up or a level 200 something Kangaskhan would show up. And I'm, I know that was just a glitch in the game's programming from doing the glitch, but that's what I remember muck most from was being a glitched level 245 Pokemon. Just absolutely insane. Next up, we have Shelder. Shelder's okay. It's just a shell with eyes and a tongue sticking out of it i i think shelter is comfortable in c tier uh cloister however i do not like cloister cloister's design is suspect and weird i don't need to describe that to you i think you probably already know uh cloisters and f tier it's just cloisters weird man i i don't want anything to do with it i just keep it away from me please please keep it away from me Next up, we have Ghastly. I think Ghastly's cool. Um, ghost is one of the few ghost types in Gen 1. I think Ghastly definitely belongs in B tier. There's no question there. Haunter is very cool. Haunter has uh, that um, incredible episode in the anime with Ash fighting Sabrina. So Haunter's definitely going in A tier. He's definitely one of the more the cooler, more memorable Pokemon. One of the best ghost types. Uh, and we cannot leave out Big Daddy Gengar going here. Uh, Gengar is... If I can get the freaking mouse to work, we have to scroll out because there's so many Pokemon on this tier list now. It's just, it's unbelievable. So let me see if I can zoom this out. There we go. That's better. Sorry for the delay. I had to figure out how to zoom the page out. Next up, we have Gengar. Gengar is undisputedly one of the coolest ghost Pokemon, one of the best Pokemon in Gen 1. 
I I love Gengar so much. I always have Gengar in my party if I can, even though it has the similar trade to evolve problem. Gengar is hands down an S tier Pokemon. I don't I I will fight anyone that says otherwise. I I think when it comes to ghost types, not many ghost types have come close to being as iconic as Gengar. And of course, he has the awesome episode in the anime in Lavender Town with Ash when Ash like quote unquote dies and becomes a ghost and hangs out with Ghastly Haunter and Gengar. Gengar S undisputed. I I I will fight anybody that says otherwise. Next up we have Onyx. Onyx is they make Onyx seem so cool in the anime because when you first see him, he's one of Brock's ace Pokemon and he's enormous. He's huge. Then you read the Pokedex entry and realize he's not actually that big. And Onyx is actually really weak in the game. I think Onyx, despite having a cool design, is just really disrespected and just yeah, F tier, I think. Just, it's, he's so bad. I would never, ever have an Onyx on my team. Even having a Steelix on my team in later generations, I wouldn't really ever consider that. I just, yeah. Next up, we have Mr. Drowsy. Drowsy and his partner, Hypno. They're cool. I don't have any problems with them. I think uh, Drowsy and Hypno can both go comfortably into B tier. I think they're a fine Pokemon. I don't have any issues with them at all. Next up, we have Krabby. Krabby's an interesting water type Pokemon. It learns some of the more interesting moves like Crab Hammer, Guillotine, and stuff like that when it evolves into Kingler. Uh, Krabby, however, I don't really find that remarkable. Krabby's going to go into C tier because it, it's just kind of a standard Pokemon. I do think Kingler is very cool, though. I think Kingler... When I was doing this before, I put Kingler in A tier. Because he has an incredible episode in the anime where Krabby, Ash's Krabby, evolves into Kingler. And he basically carries the first round of the Pokemon League for him. Very cool. Uh, but would I rate Kingler higher than like some of the other ones in B tier, like Kadabra and Machamp, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. So I think Kingler is pretty comfortable in B tier. That's where he's going to go. I get it. Their gimmick is kind of cool. It, they're just basically just a ball, though, so I don't need to spend much more time on them. Uh, Voltorb and Electrode, pretty unremarkable. Going to put them in C tier, hands down. Execute and Executor. Uh, ex executor. I don't know. However you say it, whatever. Uh, Execute's a cool Pokemon. It's It's got a neat idea. I like the design. I like the concept a lot. I, I just never really liked Execute. So I think Execute can go into C tier. I think that's a good spot for him. 
Executor is weird. It's a tall like pine tree or palm tree with three faces. It's very strange. I've never, I've never liked this Pokemon. It's just the design is always going to rub me the wrong way. I think is it Alolan Executor that is like the giant palm tree and part dragon. I think is is a much cooler concept. So yeah, uh, Executor is going to go into D tier for sure. Next up, we have Cubone, probably one of the saddest Pokemon in Gen 1. It wears its mother's skull as a reminder, which is, is pretty messed up, which means that a lot of Cubone moms are dying because all of the Cubones are seen with wearing their mother's skull. So uh, I like Cubone's design a lot. I think Cubone is definitely a B, a B rank for sure because uh, Cubone also has some cool episodes in the anime, and Cubone has a really cool story. If it would let me grab the Cubone from the the Q list down there, there we go. Cube, yeah, Cubone can definitely go into B. I think that's a, a fine spot for him. Marowak, I like Marowak a lot. I think Marowak is is super cool. One of my favorites from Gen One. It, it, it's just got a little bit more of a sleek design than Cubone. So, I, I for me personally, I think uh, Marowak has to go into the A tier. Now we get to the fighting duo, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. Again, like I said, I was never that high on fighting types until a couple gens ago when I found out how useful they were. So I think if we had to go here for Hitmonlee, uh, I always liked Hitmonchan better. So I think I had to put Hitmonchan definitely in B and Hitmonlee in C. Uh, just because Hitmonchan has access to the different elemental punches like Thunder Punch, Fire Punch all those so you can really kind of spec out Hitmonchan to to fill more needs whereas Hitmonlee just kind of has like high jump kick like and like low sweep and, and a couple of those moves double kick I don't think it's I think it's just less remarkable than Hitmonchan I think it has less utility than Hitmonchan for sure next up we have Lickitung man Lickitung is weird it, it show me what that mouth do but in Pokemon form I, I think you got to put Lickitung in D. I, I don't quite hate it enough to put it in F. I think it's still better than a lot of the Pokemon in F. But man, Lickitung is just... any Anything that's designed around having a tongue is just so bizarre. So strange. Next up, we have Coughing. Coughing is a similar status to me as Ekans. Coughing is probably one of the more iconic recognizable Pokemon because it belonged to James of Team Rocket. But I just think its counterpart Weezing is just a little bit better design and a little bit cooler. So Weezing will go into B. Absolutely. Uh, Rhyhorn. Rhyhorn is a cool Pokemon. I like Rhyhorn a lot. I think that as far as just kind of being there, Rhyhorn feels like a C tier. I think Rhyhorn definitely feels like a C tier. And then Rhydon, I think, is just one above it. Similar situation to Coughing and Weezing. In the B tier, I think Rhyhorn just gets a little bit cooler when it evolves. Not quite enough to bump it up into A with, with some of my more personal favorites. Chansey. Chansey, the egg Pokemon, always seen at the Pokemon Center's healing. I like Chansey. I think that it has a shit ton of hit points in the game, I know. I haven't really ever used a Chansey on my party, and by extension, Blissey. So I don't have a lot of experience with it. But I think in terms of being a recognizable Pokemon, uh, that's enough to probably bump it up into B tier. 
Tangela. Man, I didn't even I forgot that Tangela existed. I'll be honest. It's that unremarkable of a Pokemon. I think it's a neat design. Basically like a Messi or Kirby with no arms. But I Tangela is just weird. I uh, I got to put Tangela in F. I Tangela doesn't do anything for me. I, I don't think I've ever went out of my way to use a Tangela or Tangrowth in my party. It's a later evolved form. I just I. It was part of that string of weird Gen 1s with no evolutions, but I think out of all of those, Tangela is definitely the worst by far. Next up, we have Kangaskhan. Uh, Kangaskhan's a really cool and confusing concept for Pokemon because it's technically two Pokemon in one where it has the child with it. So I don't really know how that works in the lore. If like a Kangaskhan isn't a Kangaskhan, if it doesn't have the child, like do you catch it? Do you catch the child with it? How does that work? Does the child always stay a child? What happens when it grows up? There's a lot of questions there. Uh, that being said, Kangaskhan goes into B. It's, there's a great episode with the Kangaskhan on the Safari Zone that I think is really touching and a really awesome example of how good the first season of the Pokemon anime used to be. Next up, we have Horsey. Uh, another staple on, on Misty's team. Horsey's just... Is kind of, I don't know, man. Horsey just doesn't feel like it does anything ever. I think it's evolved form. Seedra is much cooler. So Horsey is going to go into D, and I think Seedra is going to go into B for sure. I think that's the way it has to be. Seedra, who eventually evolves into Kingdra, just looks more badass. It looks sharper, whereas Horsey is just kind of irritating. Now we get to Goldeen. Goldeen's an F. I don't have to justify this. Goldeen is. Anytime that Goldeen is sent out, it's it's just useless. It flops around. It's only useful in the water. It, it just seems like such a useless Pokemon that I I don't know. It it's out of all the water types, it's definitely on the lower end of any water type I'd ever want to have on my team. Only as a last resort, and even then, I would rather just catch something that could learn a water type move and use that instead. I think that's a pretty damning <laughs> damning critique of Goldeen. A Sea King's not much better. It's just the fact that it's not Goldeen. It puts it into D tier. It's, it's, yeah. The Goldeen and Sea King, I, I don't think I've ever seen any favorable depictions of them. They mostly just flop around, especially in Smash Bros, where they just kind of flop around. Yeah. Staryu? Staryu is very cool. I like the designs for Staryu and Starmie a lot. And when another staple of Missy's team, Missy used to have both of these. She used to have a Staryu and a Starmie. And Staryu, when it, released out of its pokeball in the anime would go like yeah you go like yeah would be its call and i'd just be like what the fuck is this a ninja what are they doing to this this guy here so uh, i think star you definitely is cool enough to to, to merit b and i think star me does too i think star me is, is very cool i like their designs a lot i've used both of them the distinct memory i have about star me is uh, i yeah, encountered one in pokemon stadium on the n64 and a new thunderbolt which really caught me off guard. I didn't realize that at the time. So that that's a weird kind of memory I have connected to Starmie. The brain really makes like weird connections all over the place. So next up we have Mr. Mime. Oh man, Mr. Mime scares the shit out of me. It's D tier. It's weird. Uh, one lives with Ash's mom. So does that make Mr. Mime Ash's daddy? I don't know. But yeah, between Mr. Mime and Professor Oak trying to get with Ash's mom, I just... They're just waiting for that him to get out of the house and go on his Pokemon journey. Next up, we have Scyther. Scyther's badass. That A tier. It's a giant praying mantis with swords for arms. 
Scyther's design is super cool. I've always loved Scyther. Tracy had a Scyther in uh, the Orange Island adventures that took place between uh, Kanto and Johto seasons of the anime. I've used Scyther on my team before. I, I, I just, I love his design so much. It's absolutely, it's very, very cool. Next up, we have Jinx. Uh, <laughs> again, I think I hate Jinx just as much, if not more, as Mr. Mime. So I think Jinx can go into D tier. It's just the only thing keeping Jinx and Mr. Mime out of F tier is that they have some utility, but they're just very weird. They're just very, very weird. And I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Electabuzz. Electabuzz is next up, and he is going to be put into B tier for sure. Electabuzz, along with Magmar, I think both belong in B tier. They're both very cool. Electabuzz's cry in the anime is very weird. It goes like, and just like, uh, where are they have all these weird voices for Pokemon in the anime versus where it's just like a soundbite on the Game Boy. But. Uh, I, I honestly, I can't remember an episode that Electabuzz was in, but I remember very clearly the seventh gym badge that Ash gets was from Blaine from Cinnabar, and he had a Magmar, and that was a really big kind of character development arc for Ash and for Charizard. So that was really cool. That's kind of my fond memories of Magmar, even though I've never really used Magmar in a party before. All right, now we get to Pinsir. I always correlate Pinsir and Scyther with one another. They're... To me, they're similar, so I think that I just I don't like Pinsir's design as much. I think Pinsir definitely belongs in C tier. It to me, it's just it's not as remarkable as as Scyther. I think out of the two of those, if they had a contest to design a bug Pokemon that didn't evolve between two guys, I think the guy that designed Scyther definitely won that competition, hands down. There's no question there. Uh, Taurus. Taurus is useless to me. I just, it's just kind of like a generic cattle Pokemon. So, I mean, do I hate it enough to put it in F tier? No. Do I hate it enough to put it in D tier with, with some of the other ones that I hate? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, Taurus is going to have a cool moment in the anime in the Orange Islands when he comes in and Ash catches 20 of these mofos in the Safari Zone, which was an episode that got canceled, by the way, because it showed a guy pulling a gun on Ash, which I'm sure you've seen that meme before uh, that got can't. I don't think that ever debuted because yeah, all of a sudden like we're out of the safari zone. It was like, Oh, Ash caught 20 Toros. It's like, well, we never saw that episode, so we don't really know what happened. So I, I mean, I think Taurus has got to go and see. I don't hate it as much as I hate like Metapod and Weeping Bell and the other D tier ones, but yeah. Uh, next up, we got Magikarp. Magikarp is the worst concept for a Pokemon. It's only saving grace is that it evolves into Gyarados. So I think that the, basically the fact that it's a stepping stone to Gyarados puts it at least in C tier and keeps it out of D. Uh, Gyarados hands down is A. There, there's no questioning that. Gyarados is one of the most badass Pokemon to this day. It, it's, sh it's shiny, is red. It's so cool. It, in the anime, it, it nearly kills Ash and Misty. Misty has one later in the anime that, that's badass. I just, I, I have had multiple Gyaradoses on multiple teams throughout the different generations. It's one of my go-to water Pokemon because it can no dragon moves. So the times for weakness to thunder does kind of suck, but I don't think you can deny that Gyarados is one of the greatest, one of the coolest Pokemon 
in the entire franchise. It's, it's just, that's undeniable. We have Lapras. Lapras is cool. I'll put Lapras in B tier. Um, the story between Lapras and Ash is super touching in the anime. Uh, Lapras is basically Ash's transportation to get around the Orange Islands. Uh, Lapras is pretty good on a team too. I've used Lapras on my teams before. I believe that Lapras used to be competitively viable. Someone might have to spot check me on that. I've always, I've always thought Lapras is cool. So it can definitely be going to B tier. I think that's just fine. Ditto. Ditto is a weird gimmicky Pokemon. I think that Ditto definitely goes into C. I, I like its concept that it can change into literally any other Pokemon. That That's a really cool concept. It's mostly just used as a daycare prostitute to breed eggs. And I, other than that, like having that first turn that you have to waste on transform is, is just, it, it kind of sucks. I believe that Ditto is actually competitively viable, but I don't know much about the competitive side. So, yeah. Next up, we have Eevee. This might get a little controversial, right? So, I think out of all of the Pokemon, uh, Eevee alongside Pikachu has also been heavily pushed because of how cute and adorable it is. Uh, I think just based on what Eevee can do alone, I think that puts Eevee in the S tier. Eevee is one of the most intriguing Pokemon because it has so many different evolution options that I can go into just beyond the original three from Gen 1. Uh, Eevee also it branches off into one of my other favorite Pokemon, Umbreon. And I think that that alone puts it in S tier. I mean, it had its own game. Let's go Eevee, let's go Pikachu. That's how they decided to split it. So I think that that alone, uh, to me... Eevee is one of the most iconic Pokemon, one of the, the most famous. And then as far as its evolutions, Vaporeon, Jolteon, and Flareon, uh, I think those first three evolutions are also very iconic. So I would be fine putting all the evolutions in A tier. I originally, when I did this list for practice earlier today, I had Vaporeon in the A tier and I had Jolteon and Flareon in the B tier. Just because I think that I thought that Vaporeon was more useful. But I think all the evolutions kind of stand equally with each other. And I think they're definitely some of the most recognizable Pokemon in the franchise. So I think they they belong in A tier. I don't think that's that's I don't think that's a question at all. Porygon. Porygon's a weird Pokemon. I don't I've probably said that about literally every Pokemon. <laughs> this Pokemon's weird. All Pokemon are weird. I think for Porygon, I think he can go comfortably into C tier. It, despite his gimmick and that he's like a made Pokemon and he can use... It was the first time I ever saw Tri-Attack. I think he's relatively unremarkable. I think his evolutions are cooler. He's just kind of... He is shapes. So yeah. Uh, then we get to the Extinction Boys here. We get to Ammonite and Kabuto. I struggled with these when I was doing the practice for this because I didn't really know where I was going to put them or how I felt about them. So normally when I go for one of the fossil Pokemon, I I like Kabutops better because it has swords for arms, kind of like Scyther. So let's just work backwards here. So Kabutops can be in B tier, I think. Uh, I think that Kabuto is 
less remarkable than that, I think it can go into C tier. I'm I'm fine with that. Ammonite has uh, Amastar is weird. It looks like a Cthulhu monster. So uh, Amastar can go into D tier. I don't really like Amastar that much. I I think Ammonite. I associate Ammonite with that Twitch plays Pokemon thing that happened a couple years ago. I don't know if you like remember that about Twitch plays Pokemon and they crafted like this whole backstory for everything that happened around it. And like Ammonite was basically God in that story. So I think for that alone, uh, Ammonite has to go in the B tier. <laughs> I just think one of the most ridiculous things around a Pokemon that's ever been like ever been created ever. Aerodactyl. Aerodactyl's cool. It's got a cool cry. I think I've had Aerodactyls on my team. You've, Lance has one. So I think Aerodactyl is probably pretty comfortable being in the B tier. Um, I think that's an acceptable spot for it. Next up we have Snorlax. Snorlax is cool. Snorlax is a useful Pokemon. Uh, it's got a lot of HP. It hits pretty hard. It doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. It can take hits. It can substitute. It can rest. It can heal itself. I like Snorlax a lot. It's gimmick that you it blocks pass and will only get up for the sound of the poke flute is very cool. I, I'm comfortable putting Snorlax in A tier. I think he's definitely, again, one of the more recognizable Pokemon, one of the more interesting Pokemon for sure. Next up, we have the legendary trio of Gen 1. We have Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Legendary Birds. And I like all of these. I'd say out of all of them, I think Articuno is my favorite. Because I think, I don't know why, I just, ice Pokemon are always very fascinating to me, and, and there are very few pure ice types in Gen 1. So uh, Artic taking Articuno, especially knowing you have to face Lance, is, is highly advisable. So I think Articuno can go into A tier for sure. Uh, I, I honestly think all of the legendary birds can go into A tier. I, I don't have any qualms against them. I think they're all very cool designed. Uh, Zapdos is a very pointy boy. Moltres is obviously inspired by the Phoenix. So yeah, I think they can, they, I'm fine with putting them in A tier. They're one of my favorite trios. I, I'm not sure if I prefer them or the legendary dogs more, but I think since the birds and the dogs, the legendary trios haven't been as good in, in the later games. Next we have Dratini. I love Dratini. It's adorable. Uh, dragon types are one, are one of my favorite types for sure. I think Dratini is the start of something great. It, it definitely belongs in B. I think once it gets to Dragonair, it, it, it jumps up to A tier. And then once we get to Dragonite, uh, it, it's just over. Dragonite is one of my favorite Pokemon. And it, it is a Pokemon that I will always, always try to have in my party. It is one of my favorite dragon type Pokemons, despite the fact of how derpy it looks. E even more so than like Garchomp or Salamence. He's just a big old doofy looking Barney dragon. And I love it so much. Uh, Dragonite's S tier easily. I think it's one of the most iconic Pokemon. It has several great episodes in the anime. It's one of the most difficult Pokemon in Gen 2 that Lance has two of these motherfuckers and just throws them out at you. I, 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 there's a great battle. When Ash fights Drake for the Orange League Championship, he has a Dragonite that, that Pikachu overcomes rather unrealistically. So, yeah, I, I think Dragonite is definitely S tier. I, I will always, 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 always. If there's a Tratini in a generation, I will always go out and look for one. 
I, I always want to have Dragonite on my team. Then we get to number 150. We have Mewtwo. I think we're ending this list off pretty strong because I think I'm going to put Mewtwo in the S tier. I think he belongs in the S tier because to this day, he's one of the most iconic legendary Pokemon. He had his own movie that he had two movies, actually, that at the time were just an unbelievable phenomenon. Like based around him, nobody really knew what was going on. Uh, one of the still remains to this day, one of the, the strongest Pokemon as I accidentally dropped him into F tier. Uh, Mewtwo is S tier. There's there's no questioning that. I, I don't think anybody would call me crazy for putting Mewtwo in S tier just about how crazy strong how cool the lore behind him that that's yeah and same thing I think Mew number 151 I think Mew also merits a spot in S tier I think that when you have when you look at Mewtwo you have to include Mew because first of all he was in the movie with him second of all the mystery surrounding Mew back in the 90s was real Everybody knew that Mew existed, but nobody, this was the age before the internet, nobody really understood or knew how to get a Mew in game. So there was like the rumors of, hey, he's under the truck in Vermilion City by the St. Anne, or hey, you got to do this, do that. Like ways to try and get, figure out how to get Mew was a big thing because people knew they existed. So I, I think he more than, than merits inclusion on, on the S tier of this list i i would argue with anyone who says otherwise one of my favorite pokemon he's my cousin's favorite pokemon so yeah i think that's that's more than fair to include him on the s section of this list and we we ended that with with a strong run a th string of three straight s tier inclusions try and say that three times fast because it's a tongue twister Before I wrap up this episode, let's just uh, let's just go through where everyone was ranked one more time, shall we? So in the basement, not a lot of F tier because I don't think all Pokemon are truly terrible. But the ones I ranked in F tier are Weedle, Kakuna, Spearow, Fearow, Zubat, Bellsprout, Tentacool, Cloyster, Onyx, Tangela, Goldeen. D tier consists of Metapod, Beedrill, Rattata, Eradicate, Nidorina. Nidorino, Wigglytuff, Golbat, Gloom, Paris and Parasect, Persian, Abra, Weeping Bell, Tentacruel, Geodude, Seal, Executor, Lickitung, Horsey, Sea King, 
Mr. Mime, Jinx, Amistar. And let me zoom this in so I can actually read, right? So I can read. C tier consists of Venusaur, Charmeleon, Wartortle, Caterpie, Pidgey, Ekans, Nidoran, Malum, Female, Clefable, Oddish, Venonat, Meowth, Psyduck, Mankey, Machop and Machoke, Graveler, Farfetch'd, Doduo, Grimer and Muck, Shelder, Krabby, Voltorb and Electrode, Execute, Hitmonlee, Coughing, Rhyhorn, Pinsir, Taurus, Magikarp, Ditto, Polygon, and Kabuto. B tier consists of Bulbasaur and Ivysaur, Butterfree, Pidgeotto, Arbok, Sandshrew and Sandslash, Clefairy, Vulpix, Jigglypuff, Vileplume, Venomoth, Diglett and Dugtrio, Golduck, Primeape, Poliwag, Poliwhirl, and Poliwrath, Kadabra, Machamp, Victory Bell, Golem, Ponyta and Rapidash, Slowpoke, Magnemite, Dodrio, Dugong, Ghastly, Drowsy and Hypno, Kingler, Cubone, Hitmonchan, Weezing, Rhydon, Chansey, Kangaskhan, Seedra, Staryu and Starmie, Electabuzz and Magmar, Lapras, Kabutops, Ammonite, Aerodactyl, Dratini. A tier consists of Charmander, Squirtle, Blastoise, Pidgeot, Raichu, Nidoqueen, Nidoking, Ninetales, Growlithe, Alakazam, Slowbro, Magneton, Haunter, Marowak, Scyther, Gyarados, Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Snorlax, Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Dragonair. And then S tier sitting at the top of Generation 1, Pokemon. Undisputed, R, Charizard, Pikachu, Arcanine, Gengar, Eevee, Dragonite, Mewtwo, and Mew. Ooh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your tier list for Generation 1 Pokemon. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll post the tier list to Instagram so you guys can see where everything fell, where your favorite Pokemon fell. Again, this isn't the definitive tier list because these are just my opinions. These are the Pokemon that I like best. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed getting to talk through and kind of sort the Pokemon into the different tiers. This is the first tier list I ever made, so it's it kind of fun to uh, to do this. And I, if the response is good, if you guys want to hear more, I think I might definitely do more of the Generations. Maybe we'll do tier lists on, on other things. Maybe we'll make like a Fire Emblem character ranking tier list or a, a Advanced Wars unit tier list. I think that, that would be super fun. So let me know if you want to hear more about this and if you enjoyed it. And as always, if you want to keep up with everything that's going on at the show, uh, just follow the links in the description. Those are all the social medias. There's a link tree on my Twitter. You can find the show there. The show can be found in any podcatcher that is available. And if it's not, just text me, uh, DM me on Twitter, Instagram, let me know, and I will add the show to where you want to listen to it. So that pretty much covers everything for this episode. It was fun. It was something a little bit different. Just I wanted to get an episode out next week and not miss another one. We will be returning to guests here relatively soon. I've got some exciting guests coming up. So uh, stick tight for that. And as always, next couple months here, Kingdom Hearts Guide and Keys will be up and rolling and we'll be getting all that content going. I'm super excited to start on that. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you spending a little bit of time here with me. And it really does mean a lot that you listen and the kind words that, that everybody has said about the show, the encouragement. It, it's hard to keep something like this going. And I've been feeling a little bit anxious about 
the download numbers. And I'm trying not to focus on stuff like that because that's not what's really important. And I tweeted about it and you guys reached out and had some really awesome advice. So I wanted to say thank you so much for for that advice. It, it really did mean a lot. And just to know that I wasn't alone, that people had also kind of had anxiety like me. So that did mean a lot. And I thank you guys for, for doing that and for reaching out. As always, my name is Eric, and I hope you have a good time. Remember to take care of yourselves.